Welcome back to the Good Friends and a Glass of Wine podcast. I'm delighted to have you here for the first of our two summer specials. On this episode, we're tasting a classic summer-filled wine, rosé. Let's dig in. This is our first time stepping outside of the realm of red and white wines. So I thought a nice way to start learning about rosé was by looking at how these three types of wines are produced and looking at the differences in terms of the production. The first step of any red, white or pink wine production is the crushing of grapes. For white wines, any grape colour can be used at this point as the wine is produced from the grape juice only and therefore it doesn't impact on the colour. However, for red and rosé wines, only dark grapes are used. The solid parts of the grapes like the skin and the seeds and things like that are included in the fermentation process, giving us that stronger colouring than what we have with white wine. For red and rosé wines, we then move into fermentation. Red wines are fermented for much longer than rosés. This is usually for about one to three weeks, whereas for rosé, it's only up to 48 hours. And this is what influences the colouring of rosé wines, giving us that less intense pinky colour that we associate with it. Where rosé differs from red wine is that once it's gone through that process, the juice is squeezed from the solids and a second fermentation is then applied. So that is a cold and slow fermentation process, which usually takes several weeks before the wine is then complete. This fermentation step is aligned with what white wines go through rather than that earlier fermentation process that the red wines have. Rosé is predominantly produced in Europe and it's still particularly associated with France, especially the region of Provence. Spain is also producing a lot of rosé and our wine today is coming from there. To a smaller extent, the US, Italy, South Africa and Germany are also producing rosé. It's produced and consumed in much smaller quantities than red or white wine. It's coming in at about 10% of the overall global wine production. It's easy enough to assume that rosé is a wine that originated much more recently than red or white wines because it's still not on the same sort of footing as those wines. But historically, its roots can actually be traced back much further than we might think. To quote an article from Wine Insiders, the Greeks created the original pink, light red wines, but these first attempts were off dry and tannic due to prolonged contact between grape and skin during fermentations. The Phasians, Greeks from the region of Phasia, created modern rosé upon their arrival in Massalia, now Marseille in France, in the 6th century BC. Mixing knowledge from previous Greek winemakers with new growing and production techniques, the Phasians used imported grapevines to create bright, fresh rosé blends that were hit across the Mediterranean. So as you can see, it's got a serious history. In terms of flavour characteristics, rosé can be dry or it can be sweet. Or anywhere in between, really. Rosé is meant to be drunk young. It's not meant to sit gathering dust in a wine rack because of its often intense, fruity flavours. These flavours, of course, lend itself to it being a really lovely summery drink. It's also meant to be served as a chilled wine, meaning it's optimum for drinking on a warm day. Without further ado, let's bring our good friend Stephen back to chat rosé wines. Stephen, are you super excited about heading into the summer season and drinking gorgeous summer wines? 
I mean, it's just sun and roses, really. <laughs> what more could we ask for? <laughs> Especially in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah, yeah. outside right now. I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that one good week. <laughs> Who knows what month it will come in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. July, you can never tell. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think rosé, I think refreshing, super drinkable wine. Um, maybe a bit too much so I have to say in my experience I've had to be quite careful and cautious with rosés have you drank them before and how have you got on with them uh I've had one or two I think I I I just vaguely remember like you know it being a um a a staple for the girls dinners or the girls <laughs> night outs or any yeah. I, and I've known a few people who um if they're not able to drink uh, a particular type of wine they might be okay on rosé yeah. or they might or the opposite where mm. people might be okay with uh, whites or reds and then a rosé just completely does mm. something different to their system yeah um but it's definitely a um a gateway to a bad hangover in some instances. <laughs> yes, you do have to be super careful with the rosé, but it's <laughs> it is a it's a delightful drink. Whenever I've had it, it's so sweet and lovely. And yeah, I haven't had one in a really long time, so I'm yeah. very excited to try one. This, this it's definitely session. the summer drink. It's it, it's same it with uh, ciders. It's like you know you have yeah. to have Bulmers on an evening or a rosé. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bulmers is an Irish cider, and it's. It's a huge drink here. And rosé is, I would say, yeah, it's one of those ones we all kind of associate with summer season in Ireland. So our wine for the show is Vergel Organic Rosé. Vergel means orchard in English. This wine comes from Alicante in Spain. To date, we've only had one other Spanish wine on the show. I don't know if you remember it, Stephen, but we had our Cava, the Barcino Bellepoc, from that country. So I'm delighted to be trying another Spanish offering. So let's get tasting. It smells gorgeous, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the design of the bottle as well. It's just I quite the design. Um, yeah. It's so simple yeah. but flowery, uh, mm. but not like it's a it's it's not flowered colored there's like gray um yeah. gray stencil outline of leaves and it's just really nice looking really subtle really nice really classy mm. and i thought it was going to be a more pink color it's actually a very light pink mm. it's almost orangey sort of colored you know there's there's it's mm. only a very subtle hint of pink on the the one that i'm having anyway the the vintage i'm having we'll give it a taste what do you think of that mm it's strong as well. Like I'm, I'm trying to, mm. um, trying to get some notes here. It is quite um, acidic. Yeah, I'm finding it's thirteen percent. Mm. Yeah, it does feel strong. It feels like a wine that is certainly stronger in alcohol than I've had with other rosés. There's more of yeah. an alcohol kick to it. When I've had rosés before, it's like you're having juice or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not drinking anything so, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an adult juice box. But this is this has got a bit more of a okay, mm. I know you're drinking you're drinking alcohol, it's you're drinking wine. Yeah, there's a kick to it's it. Kick. I'm wondering, is that also to do with the like the, the notes on the tasting as well? Like because mm. it, it's kind of back of the tongue. Mm. It's kind of lingering there, the, yeah. the the taste. I'm trying to pick up what that actually is. Uh there's there's a slight fizz to it that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in my head, for some reason, I don't know why mm. I expected there to be a fizz and maybe even more than there was. Even though we're having rosé, I don't know why my brain went to we're having fizzy, <laughs> sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But normally no. it isn't. No, it's a smooth drink. Mm. 
but I think the 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 color kind of tricks you into thinking it's it, it should be a sparkling wine. I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. What fruit flavors are you picking up on? Are you getting anything? I, like it it smells pleasant, but I can't quite place it. Like mm. it's it it's quite. I I think maybe there's a bit of like, a, a, a either lemons, definitely not limes, but that acidity. Yeah, I agree. Is kind of coming through with um. I'm thinking it's grapefruit, and that's what I'm getting. I was oh. leaning towards grapefruit, and the mm. more I go along, the more grapefruit mm-hmm. I'm getting. Yeah, that's it exactly, and that's the yeah. kick as well that you would yeah. get from from grapefruit. Grapefruit, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not what I thought it would be. I thought there was going to be a much stronger presence of like light flavored fruits, you know, whereas grapefruit is a very strong, yes, um, acidic quality to it, like yeah, you said. This is yeah, not this what is I expected. A great, um, this is a great breakfast wine. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it with your I, your your, your yeah. yogurt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the first time I had grapefruit, and I'm like, "What? There? Like, this is a gun off orange. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somebody yeah. put the wrong fruit here." Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But now that you said grapefruit, that's that's all I can taste now, and it yeah. is like yeah. I do. To be fair, I do like the taste of of grapefruit, but I think it is a very um Vegemite Marmite kind of taste. Of like oh, yeah, people either love that, yeah. that it it mm. thickens the taste buds in the right way. But I, I and I think you, this yeah. is kind of mm. translating to the wine of like, oh yeah, this is this is a solid taste. But yeah, I could absolutely see people disagreeing with grapefruit I as a taste, and then yeah, not hundred percent. This is a rosé that I don't think is mm. going to be a rosé for everybody. It's a bit more um, grown up. Actually, when we were saying I, I, about that, I, yeah, it actually is. Say. It's a bit it's more just... of a grown up rosé. It's it's not uh, like for this, fun this... and frivolity. It's a bit yeah, more like, this, okay, yeah. there's a serious taste here. Ah, yes. This wine has a mortgage, I see. <laughs> this and one, a library this... card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a people carrier for, uh, of a car. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's not. It is really. I really like yeah. it, and like I like a grapefruit taste. Yeah. So of course, then I'm going to like something like this. But it's it's got a strong kick. Like I said, to the back of the tongue, side of the mouth, there is where I'm getting that grapefruit taste the most. Just while we're kind of going through and doing the tasting, a few more notes on this. We've a 2021 vintage. At least I think you have that one as well, Stephen. Yes. Yep. Um, it's priced at 14.50 in Ireland, so relatively reasonable for. A decent bottle of wine. It's made from more Vedra and Monastrell grapes. The Monastrell grape is the dominant red grape in this region of Alicante as it copes well with the heat in that part of Spain. We had more Vedra grapes previously when we tasted our Australian Grenache blend, uh, Schild Estate. So it was part of the GMS blend of grapes in that wine. It's an organic vegan wine. So that's great, of course. To quote directly from Wikipedia, organic wine is made from grapes that are grown in accordance with the principles of organic farming. So it excludes the use of artificial chemical fertilizers, pesticides, fungicides and herbicides. So this is a dry rosé. So maybe that's the difference. Um, This is drier. It's not sweet. It's not on the sweet end of the scale. So maybe that's why we're both kind of going, oh, it's a little bit different than we thought. Mm. Do you know what? It's great because I haven't had anything like this before. Yeah. This is really different, like, you know, and it's best served between eight to 10 degrees Celsius. So basically lightly chilled. So I took it out of the fridge a little bit before, little bit before we recorded mm. this session. I know you did the same. And I think that's a really nice flavor, um, temperature to have this wine at. Yes. Now, what I will say, and I think while you're getting a bit stronger on the flavor tones like this, this wine does contain uh, sulfates. 
and I think that's for you know transportation and heat protection. I think I, mm. I'm not 100. I know a lot of New Zealand wines have sulfates to yeah to kind of preserve them. So I think it's probably best because I literally just opened like very very uh, very recently this. So I think if you leave it breathe a small bit, yeah, you do get the flavors out of it because I think the because that was why Good I was point. trying to figure out mm. what's the sharpness and like sulfates. Yeah don't have a, a necessarily pleasant smell but okay. um i think they they evaporate fairly quickly so i think that's, that's actually a really good point yeah yeah this is going to be a different wine if we have it maybe even a couple of hours but certainly by tomorrow yeah. you're going to be tasting something a little bit different yeah interesting i was gonna say which is a real testament to the pleasant mm. smell of it even if yeah. there are sulfates in it like yeah i've definitely had a wine where oh this smells like a fart that's just <laughs> straight up and, and genuinely <laughs> Okay, leave it for a bit. And I've been asked, like, is this got off? And I was like, uh, no, I think it's, it was, it literally smelled like a stink bomb from. Leave it for a bit school. and come back to when the fart will be way more messy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mature even. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Have you been over to that part of Spain before? The I've, I, I actually wanted to double check it. I, I've been, um, mm. I've only been to Barcelona oh, yeah, yeah. and Malaga. Are yeah, the two spots yeah. in Spain that I've been to. I don't yeah. think I've, I've not been to Alicante. No. Um, yeah, no, I haven't either. So I don't really know what it's like in terms of wine production. Like, is it a really dominant, um, you know, area for, for that? But this is produced, it's in part of a cooperative of 250 wine growers um, in a town called Pinoso, which is 50 kilometers west of Alicante. So like, I was actually really impressed to hear about that. It's a cooperative that's been there for like the bones of 100 years. So they're all kind of in, I suppose it gives them a bit of like, um, I don't know, safety in numbers or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, and they've they've got a lot of different wines that they then offer through that, that cooperative then. In terms of like other Spanish wines and things that I've had, it's very different to anything I've had from Spain. But then maybe I don't actually have the a vast knowledge of that country to know what it's like in comparison to other Spanish wines. Yeah, I think the dryness definitely of the wine is something that we weren't expecting just from what our standard of rosé is. I think that's what it was. Even though I'd read that it was a dry wine, I don't think that had fully computed that that could mean that it was (laughs) actually quite dry. Um, But I do think that point you made about the sulfites, this is going to be very different in a day or two. So I'm going to be I'm going to be really interested to see what this is like over time. Like, as I said, the color depth was much more pale than I expected on it as well. I thought it would be a lot more pink. Yeah, it's it's not the wine that I thought it was going to be, but that's not to say that I don't like it. And I think it will improve a little bit more kind of over time. What do you think this would be like if you were having, I don't know, like a summer party, like an outdoor kind of, do you think this is a nice one for that kind of situation? Or what kind of a wine do you like to drink if you were having something like that? Yeah, you see, this to me is like, if you're doing, now obviously Spain, so we have to talk about tapas. This is quite light Mm -hmm. in terms of how the feel of it and just kind of how it sits in your mouth. Yeah, I would Um, agree. Yeah, it's definitely a light feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the the food would be need to match. Like this is a light salad. This is mm-hmm. a light. I'm I'm thinking fruit salad as well. Actually, to get yeah. that little yeah edge of sweetness off it. I think a salad uh, is actually a really good one with this. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I think that would pair really well with this. Um, no, I I I'm interested to drink this more. Um, it's definitely not like blowing my socks off. Oh my god, this is such a gorgeous rosé. It's not what I expected, but I think I need to kind of return to this and have it a little bit more. And yeah. 
This but is like, a palate expander. Yeah, for sure. For me, like, you know, with the summer wines, it's, it is. It's like rosé. I think white wines in heat. Like, I love white wines, mm. like most people. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it's those kinds of lighter um, feeling, lighter intensity wines. Like, you, I could go fruitier than this, though. I could definitely go sweeter. Like, I could go with something that has yeah. a bit more of a, a kick like that when it's a mm. hot summer's day. But I like the fact that this has a bit of a fizz on it. I think that's really nice as well, in yeah. fairness. So would you return to this guy again or do you think you're you're going to be done with this bottle and that's enough for you? Oh, that's a good point. Um, mm. I think it depends. I I would say if I'm doing something, if I was doing a summer barbecue, mm-hmm. this is definitely, this is, the, this is the drink I would bring if I wanted to make sure nobody else was going to drink my drink. <laughs> yeah, I actually know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, it's like nobody's stealing this bottle from me. No, 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 no. But it's also quite nice to have. And I, I, mm. I think it is that thing of like, this is a summer party type of wine. And it, it, I think it does, it probably would pair well with like some tapas, salad, dinner, lunch. But I yeah. think as a, as a hangout wine or as a, as a mm. dinner party kind of piece, Mm. Um, again, I wouldn't put it with a dinner party just because no. it's so light. No, no, no. Agreed. Uh, it has to yeah. be like nibbles, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It suits that. But like, no, mm. it's it's interesting. I'm I'm happy to have tried it, um, but t- certainly not what I <laughs> certainly not mm. what I expected either. So Our there brunch, we go. Lunch wine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy so, to have tried it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we'll be trying more roses, I'm sure, as the summer season goes on. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thank you, Stephen, and all our lovely listeners for joining us on our first summer wine special. It was great to get back recording. So hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us when the next one comes out, where we will be discussing and tasting orange wine. Cheers.